Hi, I'm Rachel and this is Enter the Dragon Part 2. I heard his voice on the water. This is the quote I'm obsessed with this month. I was trying to get away from what's inside of me. And that's from Jeff Vandermeer. Okay. Dear you, I'm sorry I'm back here again, hassling you with all my questions, and my passion, my pride, my horrible words. Nietzsche asked us when we had forsaken God, gotten rid of him in our hearts, how could we drink up the sea? What do we give up on because we have to? And what do we hold on to because we can't let go when we should? That's what the sea makes me think about. And then a navy near black wave crashes down into my belly. I want to use language to hear sadness, to locate it, but also to do the same with magic, to make life feel supernatural. That's the magician plus the high priestess combined if you're into the visual. The mind loves to go there, it loves to elevate others, it loves to become more than it knows. We do. That's what the book Annihilation was about. The inevitable way humans self-destruct, to evolve, to become different from before, coupled with the fear of endings, the endings of love, books, food, really dying, which is a fear of truly living, isn't it? Desire feels like living, like life, and I think that's why we never really know what we're doing with it. I feel like all I've learned about love is that you can't really force it, you can't make it be something or turn it into a shape. Sometimes you feel it, sometimes the valves and you close off to that pipeline or something. In a call show I watched this morning when I go on my 4am quests on the internet for answers outside of me, a woman phoned in to ask how she mourns the loss of a marriage she is already in. She said, I'm going to be in this for years, so how do I live? So she asked how to be dead whilst carrying on with life's other tasks. We're good at the big things, finances and stuff, she said, but when I ask him to love me, to show it to me, he denies me. She didn't say it exactly that way, but along those lines, so basically she wanted to do what Towns Van Zandt did and wait around to die. But the live version where he's sitting there with, I guess, his lover and an old man, because that's the truest version of him singing it that I've found so far. I've made a room for myself in the house where I sit and write and pray. I don't pray to anyone specific. I ask simple questions like, how do we find the female in the Western symbolic? How do we carve out space to know each other? How do we love without feeling like we're dying? In the dark, we talked about failures not being failures, but them growing wings and becoming sacrifices and how those sacrifices influence our freedom. And then we said, do we even want to be free? And then everything turned into maybe through the carnal portals of our mind 
of the mind. I started writing to you because we both needed it, or at least that's my story I'm telling today. And I put these letters out for everyone to read so that you don't have to if you don't want to. Is that freedom? Offering people a choice to know you, but not obligating them to with guilt and shame and unbridled desire? And the bodily vision ceased and the spiritual vision remained in my understanding and I waited in reverent awe, rejoicing in what I saw and wishing as much as I dared to see more if it were his will or else to see the same vision for longer. Julian of Norwich wrote that. I felt it in the curves of every aching portal in her body. She was the first woman that we know of to write about experiencing God as a woman. So she might be the first woman to write about hope and desire as a woman experiences it. And that book got written in 1400 and, 1400 and something, I think. And it was hidden for hundreds of years by other women who also hid everything they had in the work. And that never saw the light of day. That never got read. All these desires of women crashed and burned into imaginary deserts and oceans. And even though now all the trees in the world are trying to burn themselves down, I still believe that the act of destruction is a performance that is really a prayer towards love. And do you know? Do you think trees are dying? Do you think they're the voices of women's desire coming from the earth rooted in primordial fire? Fossils excavated 40,000 years ago show us that the first wild roses we know of were pink, one of the many colours of desire. I'm trying to stay as quiet as I can be right now, listening in for the silences to maybe begin to hear truth between the surface level of language. Is prayer the elegant thing to do, or is that what happens when you're desperate, when you want to live but you can't. In Bosch's work, birds represent a connection to divine power such as the all-seeing owl swooping in like an omniscient god staring into our souls. I'm writing to you about the difficulties of metal creation's phones with the unpredictable flow of water our bodies. In medieval and renaissance periods, Hell was often depicted as a place of intense cold as well as fire. Sinners would thus be tormented by the cold, darkness or blazing heat. Aren't we almost always asking to die? To die in sex, love, work, art, to die for meaning? It's the only thing we seem to want to live for. I remember this poem that I found but can't remember for the life of me who wrote it but all these years on sometimes I still push these words through my throat and I love them. When I die I want to become music. Philosophy in its ancient meaning is the love of wisdom according to Luce Irigre. The wisdom that women and men need in the postmodern world is the wisdom to become divine, without which we shrivel and die, she says. If we don't keep dying, do we feel like we're dead then? Is that my life lesson as a Scorpio? So I guess you get what other people want from you in this life or something like that. There is always a chance that the ice could break. All my life I've been wondering if I love people the right way, if I show it. It's still love. 
If it was only the moon watching. Alchemically, the chalice is a hermetic vessel representing the moon of the intellect. It's Pisces season. My mum is one of those fishes. Did you know that the fish is the first symbol we probably ever created with our minds? The first symbol we created was a desire for the mind to make flesh material. But then it's always up to the body to take what it needs or not. My mother didn't want me to be a novelty to men like she was. She wanted more for me. So I hold everyone at a distance so far inside of me that sometimes I forget to breathe. When I ran away from home at 16, I only realised the other day I don't think I've stopped yet. The wheel of internal human desire, knights, kings, pages and the lovers, vessels, swords, wands and coins. Tarot is a collection of secrets and symbols and mysteries that helps open up the soul, but no one I know really believes me. I'm stealing quite a big chunk of something from Jessica Dore's recent newsletter for us to think about. Maybe. Joseph's prayer for humility is an expression of his desire to engage seriously with what he doesn't yet know about himself and others, and in turn to be changed. To remember he's no lord or god, which is to say he is fallible, imperfect and often ignorant. He doesn't know all and he hadn't seen all. He hadn't even seen the angry sneers of his brothers right in front of his face. But most importantly, upon this realisation, he doesn't collapse there. He prays it's not too late to change. As a writer and a human, this feels like a process that has to be constant. Neither rigidly assuming I'm doing enough or the opposite, but continually asking and staying willing to respond to what I find when I do. Here's one of my favourite parts from the essay. Liberation is the end, but it is a geographical end rather than a temporal one, a soil and not an hour. We move towards it, sometimes slowly, sometimes quickly, but always. It is the location by which we orient our movement. We know it because it gets closer, not necessarily because it comes sooner. What I love about this language is that it shifts liberation from a temporal quality to a spatial one, which we can imagine ourselves as closer to or farther from touching through our choices, moment to moment. Joseph doesn't have to act. Joseph doesn't have access to the future. He doesn't know if he'll ever see the light of day again. And so he sits where he finds he is and finds a way to move psychologically and spiritually. Having confronted himself, he doesn't yield to arrogance or civility. He does not settle for condemning his brothers, nor determining he deserves what he got and giving up. Instead, he holds on to himself and he prays for a chance to do better. And this prayer makes a big turn in the tale. We see that his life is not over. In the language of flowers, Iris has carried messages along rainbows between the realms of the, of the mortals and the gods. And magnolia is the oldest flower ever known. And before I leave you this time, here are some things I'm learning about what freedom could or could not mean in different ways for both of us. The etymology of free goes back to the old Indian prior, which means dear or beloved. It's the same origin as the word friend. The German frey means to love. According to Frank Van Dun, at the University of Ghent, prior implies 
a personal, even intimate relation to identity, kinship or friendship or property. In short, a person's own sphere of life. Prior gives us these Latin forms. Privus equals exceptional, standing apart, own. Priver, to set free. Privitas equals belonging to an individual person, not belonging to a public office or institution. I learned how to learn things instead of loving them and now I'm such a bad lover of things. I go around wanting and longing and loving in the wrong measurements and the frequency waves of my loneliness vibrate in my stomach and chest when I speak. A fire with bones in it blazes because I was born the year of the dragon and I don't remember quite the answer the talk show host gave the lady in mourning because it was in pieces like these things always are but I remember he said ask someone for help let someone else love you I remember when I was a teenager and in my first relationship of three years I fell for my partner's best friend and I never told him Some nights we would go to watch bands and if our bodies accidentally touched, I would hope with everything inside me that we would, that he would know what I felt, that he would understand, that he would reciprocate, but that never happened. There's a book of letters between Virginia Woolf and Vita Sackville West who loved each other as carnal, kindred spirits and were secret lovers. Is that part of passion? Is part of its core a secret? One that we can never speak the real name of like God? Did you know there's no real name for that? The closest we've got to is love, which is the name, the same in German for freedom or something like that. <sighs> I've been listening to a song I binge a lot for certain periods the last few years. It's called Solitary Rain. Have you heard of it? I feel like if you listen to that, you'll know me better too. Who knows? Desire can be both ending and beginning. I think it's a choice, and the consequences of those choices are heavy. We pay with the only currency that's real, flesh and blood, and the concept of time we have chosen as a society to live with. This is the poem that I would read to you the first time I meet you in person again. It doesn't answer anything because only spirit can move us forwards into living more life. Does any of this sound true to you? This is the poem, The Great Fires by Jack Gilbert. Love is apart from all things. Desire and excitement are nothing beside it. It is not the body that finds love. What leads us there is the body. What is not love provokes it. What is not love quenches it. Love lays hold of everything we know. The passions which are called love also change everything to a newness at first. Passion is clearly the path but does not bring us to love. It opens the castle of our spirit so that we might find the love which is a mystery hidden there. Love is one of many great fires. Passion is a fire made of many woods, each of which gives off its special odour so we can know the many kinds that are not love. Passion is the paper and twigs that kindle the flames but cannot sustain them. Desire perishes because it tries to be love. Love is eaten away by appetite. Love does not last, but it is different from the passions that do not last. Love lasts by not lasting. Isaiah said each man walks in his own fire for his sins. Love allows us to walk in the sweet music of our particular heart. Thank you for listening. (sighs) 
hopefully I'll see you next month. <laughs>